faithful for the word today. If you are, take your Bibles and turn with me to Luke chapter 8. Luke chapter 8. If you don't have a Bible free of charge on the screen, it'll be there for you. Luke chapter 8, verses 4 through 8. When you've got it, say amen. 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 If you're still looking, say, hold on. Y'all are good. Let's do this. Let's jump. Let's go. Verse 4, it says, And when a great multitude had gathered, they had come to him every city. He spoke by a parable. A sower went out to sow his seed, and as he, showed, as he sowed, some fell by the wayside, and it was trampled down. And the birds of the air devoured it. Some fell on rock, and as soon as it sprang up, it withered away because it lacked moisture. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprang up with it and choked it. But others fell on good ground, sprang up, and yielded a crop a hundredfold. And when he had said these things, he cried, He who has an ear, let him hear. Amen. Wow, let's pray. God, I am so thankful today for the opportunity to get up and, Lord, just share your word with your people. Lord, today I pray, God, that our hearts will be open. I pray that our ears will be open to hear today, God, your word. And I pray, Lord, that our bodies will be in line with that to put your word into action. And God, once again, I'm just thankful during this season for all your blessings. Thankful for what you're doing in our church, for the lives of your people, God. And I just pray today, Father, if there's anyone here that's in this room today that hears the word, that doesn't know you as Savior and as Lord, that this will be the day for them to come to know you as, as, their, as their Lord and King, God. That day of day is the say, say day of salvation for them. And God, once again, Lord, I just give you thanks for who you are, for what you're doing in this place. You get glory for it all. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Look at your neighbor say, I'm so thankful for you. <clears throat> oh, I saw some kisses and everything else going. Y'all sweet. I just helped y'all out. I helped a brother out. Get some running points right there. Amen. But I, I am, man. I'm thankful for the word. I'm thankful for the chance to get into this, uh, this word today. And as we continue today, if you're a first-time guest with us, we're in the middle of a series entitled The Parable, where what we've been doing now for 12 weeks has been breaking down a different story that Jesus has told to his disciples, to the people that gathered around to hear the word. He would teach them by parables. He would tell stories to them, and he would share truths with them. And this was a very small story from the most part, a short, small story that has this big idea. So I've been praying, God, give us the big idea. Help us not leave with just hearing a story, but help us leave with an understanding of the big idea, the principle behind it, what we should do with it, and how we can apply it to our lives. So I'm going to God, show us this and do this today. And, and today, this is no different. This is going to be entitled, if you look if, on our internet or online or on iTunes, it'll be just entitled, The Parable of What We Know as the Sower. It's a very familiar uh, parable. It's very popular. It's been shared throughout congregations throughout the world. Most people who have been in church in any way have heard this in some form or fashion. They know this. But today there's some powerful truths in this that I want us to really open our hearts up to see and to get a hold of. There's some, there's some things in here that we really need to hear. And this is the story. This is the parable that began it all. I mean, we've been week 12, but if you look at chronological order of how these parables go, this is the one that began everything. So some of you ask, Pastor, why didn't you preach this one week one? 
I'm just not that good. I'm just, uh, I don't plan like that. I just kind of get in there and say, God, what is it this week I'm supposed to share and, and try to hear and listen and obey the best I can. So, but there's so much based off this. What you do today and how you hear this parable will be the determining factor in what you do with not just the other parables, but what you do with Jesus and what you do with the Word throughout the rest of your life. Sitting in pews like this, listening to podcasts and hearing what Jesus has all done for you. This today is crucial in what you do with this, and it's a big deal. And so today we need to hear this as we unpack and look at the parable today of the sower. And so this starts after he shares this, this parable. He is showing them, and again, this is a new thing for them. They haven't heard him speak like this. Uh, they haven't heard him talk in this way. And so they come to him and they begin to wonder what's going on. Why is this thing playing out like it is? And why is it going down this way? And so they even ask him in verse 9 of Luke 8, you can stay there today because we're going to unpack that. I always encourage you to stay in that place with your Bible, underline, highlight today as we look at this and see what's happening. In verse 9, it says this. It says that his disciples asked him, saying, what does this parable mean? And he said, to you it has been given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God, but to the rest it is given in parables, that seeing they may not see, hearing they may not understand. So let me just read it in the Message Bible. I just like what it says, and so I believe it will be on the screen for you. Verse 9 says this. It says that his disciples asked, why do you tell this story? Okay, so they're, they're wondering, why are, you, Jesus, why are you talking like this? It ain't how you've been talking to us, and that isn't how you've been preaching and sharing and, and bringing forth the message of your love. He said this, he said in verse 10 that he said that you have been giving insight into God's kingdom. For me, I think this. I, I think that he was telling them, you've got me for a little while. You got Jesus hanging out with you, with the 12 of you, spending time. I'm just, I'm just constantly pouring into you. You get to see the real deal. But some of these guys, they don't understand that. They don't understand how good I am, what I can do. So I believe he, he come to them in this way, sharing these truths with them. And he said, again, you've been given the insight to the kingdom. You know how it works. He said, but there are others who need stories. That's me. So that's, that's us. And a lot of times we, I, I, people will come back and say, man, I don't understand the Bible. I don't understand what it is. But as we've been even unpacking these parables, many of you have come back and said, man, it's the best series I've ever been a part of because it's just breaking it down and we're seeing it. And that's what Jesus did here. He said that there are others who need these stories. But this is what's tough. He said, but even with stories, some of them aren't going to get it. Their eyes are open but don't see a thing. Their ears are open, but don't hear a thing. That's tough. For me, that's, that's one of the saddest verses in the Bible. I think that's worse than Jesus wept. I'm serious, man. I, I think that is a sad story that he acknowledges and he shares this, that I'm going to preach in this way. I'm going to share these stories. These truths are going to come out, but you know something? There's going to be some people that are still not going to get it. That's tough. That's hard. As a pastor, I, you know, you carry lows in ministry, and, 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 and it's a tough place to be sometimes. But one of the things the Lord freed me up from, and it's tough, and I just have to come and just share God's word with you. I heard somebody say one time that we're not called to be saviors. We're called to be sowers. That's tough. That's freeing. Some of you guys who struggle in ministry and are part of our ministry and leadership teams and, and you serve on volunteer basis, you wonder why sometimes you don't get the response you should be getting and you wonder sometimes why it may not be going over like you hoped it would or that ministry may not be developing or happening like you thought it would be at this point in your life. You just have to come back to the place where I just got to be obedient and do what God said to do and he just called me to do this. He's called me to be a sower. 
So today as I get up and every week I'm just learning, God's free me. I just got to share God's truth with you. I put seed in the ground and what you do with it and how you allow the Spirit of God to work in your life afterwards. That's what you do with it. So uh, let's find out today as we break, break this down, unpack this thing just a little bit. And let's look at what Jesus is saying to us as we unpack this parable as he explains it to us. And I like that Jesus does that. In verse 11, he begins to break down for them this story. Because just uh, truthfully, it needs, some, it needs some understanding. So he does this. In verse 11, he said, now the parable is this. The seed is the word of God. All right? The seed is the word of God. So he's talking about taking this seed and sowing this seed. And every one of us are called to be sowers. Everybody. As a matter of fact, I'm going to go ahead and say this today. Everybody in this room today is a sower. You are. you are. You are a sower in some way. And this is what's fun about the scriptures. It says that in Galatians chapter 6, verses 7 and 8, it says, Do not be deceived that God is not mocked, that for whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. Hallelujah. Just think about it for a bit. So this is how this works. For us, whatever we put in the ground, it produces and comes forth and comes up out of the ground, and then it bears some type of fruit in our life. And this is what's tough for us. It's tough for me, and it's hard for us to deal with sometimes, but it's the truth. We wonder sometimes why some of the stuff's coming up out of the ground. Oh, I feel Jesus right now. Amen. I feel love. Oh, I feel it. I feel it. I feel it. But, uh, but before he sows that reach, so this, this is what the good news, though. For he who sows to his flesh will of the flesh reap corruption. How's that good news, Pastor? Because it says this, but he who sows to the Spirit will of the Spirit reap life everlasting. Amen? We will do that. We will reap forth those things as we sow those things. So here's the deal. For some of us, some people wonder why there's a change in their life. They come into a place and something happens for them. They wonder why there's not an immediate change. And I've told this, I've sat down with people and I've shared with them, this is what's good about God, it's called grace, that he loves you, forgives you, washes away all your sins, you become the new, new creature in him, old things passing away in you. But what's tough is this, some of that stuff you put in the ground is going to grow. Oh man, this is fun. This is fun today. I feel it. This, but, but, but it's true. We wonder why some of those things grow, because here's the deal, weeds grow better than seeds. We have, we have to do this. The soil has to be right. We're going to talk about these different types of ground in just a moment. But, you know, you can get weeds to grow anywhere, man. Come to my house. You'll see it. <laughs> Amen. You'll see it. I mean, and all the way weeds look good is if they're cut down. Amen. But them chuckers will grow, man. You can get a weed to grow. That thing will come up. But if you can get grass to grow, there's some stuff you've got to do. There's some things you've got to work, and you've got to get in there and look at this stuff. But if, you, if you're not careful. But here's the deal. Whatever you sow is what you're going to reap. Mm. I thought it would go over a little better. Maybe not. Maybe I was looking for too much. I mean, I thought it was a spirit-filled church. But uh, it says this. It says that, again, this is today. This is for us. This is seed. And he tells us, he says that the seed is his word. Okay? In the story, in this parable, he says that the seed is the word of God. We have to understand how powerful the seed is. Some of us know how powerful the weed is. But we don't realize how powerful the seed is because we don't put seed in the ground. If you put seed in the ground, that's what will grow. The seed is powerful. The, the seed is a real deal. You have to understand what's happening here in the Scriptures. He says that the seed is the Word of God. And if you look at the Scriptures and unpack it a little bit, you understand that the Word of God is God. That's right. 
He is the word. He became this. In John chapter 1, verse 1, it says that in the beginning was the word. The word was with God, and the word was God. In verse 14, it says that, and the word became flesh, dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory. The glory is of only, the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. The word for us today is Jesus. It's him. Anytime we come in, if you would understand this today, some of you wouldn't be yawning and wondering what time uh, the turkey's going to be ready, if you could still get those leftovers in and warm it up, get your turkey sandwich on. Hold on, listen to me. If you'd understand how powerful what's happening right now in this room is what I'm broadcasting today, the Holy Spirit wants to narrow cast into your life and get seed in you so that you get in a situation this week, something to grow forth out of the ground and you'll bear some fruit that remains today. Amen. It's what God wants to do for you. It's his word. It's his word. It's, what, it's word for us. It's Jesus. So today, if you would see that, and I'm, I, I say a whole lot about worship sometimes. I talk about how powerful what God does in that moment, how true that is. And if we understood what praise was and worship really was, I try to teach the best I can to get us to see that. What would happen during the times before I get up on the stage would just change. It would wreck stuff. Things would just be happening, and they are. God's doing great stuff. I heard a miracle the other day of someone shared that during the time of worship, God did this miracle in their life, and it's just so cool. But sometimes we, we kind of get in the same mindset with the Word. It's just something we do before we pray and go home. Jesus is being flown out and put out and put in this place today. The Word of God, Him being, being come, is being brought into your life. But sometimes we get in this mode to where I've been in church before. I know if I don't go to church, I may get an email. Oh, dear Jesus. I may get a text. I may get Facebook. I'm going to put it on Facebook. Everybody's going to see it. They're going to know I didn't go. So, so I'm going to get up and go. Some of y'all here today, just so your Facebook don't get, you don't get outed. Oh, some of y'all just get outed on Facebook. Oh, I missed you in church today. And then you had to come up with something. Oh, some of y'all, I know I'm teaching. I know I tell by the way y'all looking at me right now. I'm, I'm on something. I'm in something right now. I'm going to stay there a minute. Some of y'all thinking right now, man, how can I comment back to this and still sound spiritual? Uh, I was in a battle. Mm, I, it was some warfare happening. And uh, no, you well, you're in a bed of sleep. Jesus ain't first in your life. Amen. Oh, I'm. I'm just thinning this crowd out more and more every week. I ain't seated down. But, just, but I mean, he, he needs to be first in your life. If you see how powerful this is, what happens is this goes forward. But we kind of get in this mode. We kind of get in this mode where we've done that before. I, what I, love, I love first-time believers. I love first-time guests who come in and get connected to church. But it's some of those who, uh, who maybe have been in this thing a while. For me, I'm 41, been in church 42 years. Seriously. And it's easy to do this. It's easy to kind of get in this little mode where we just kind of go through the motions sometimes and we just kind of go in with the flow and just kind of doing. If it feels good, we'll do it. If it don't, it don't or whatever. It's a lot like flying. Raise your hand if you've ever flown an airplane. Look around. Most people have. Now, for me, this is what I did. I, I had never flown in a plane before until I was 30 years old. Spent 30 years, never been in a plane, and then all of a sudden I decided to go to Romania. I mean, the furthest part of I mean, dude, Lord, I mean, this flight was 16 hours, and it was, it was crazy. Got on a, a bus and rode another 16 hours. It was just nuts. And, and so I decided to go ahead and just start off with a bang. 
Seriously, I mean, it was, I'm going after this thing, man. So we get, on the, we get on the plane, and man, I'm telling you, the first time I'm in that plane, I'm not a fearful person by any means, but I'm very attentive. <laughs> I was sitting there, and I was listening, and, and if you fly a lot, you know what I'm talking about. They come up, and they go through the spill, and the, and the, uh, the stewardess or the steward, whatever it is, will get up, and they'll get in front of you, and then they'll tell you what's going on. They'll let you know, young people, that what's happening is you're going to be on this flight, and if this plane happens to go down, your chair is going to become a flotation device. Oh, dear Jesus, you be serious. <clears throat> okay, so you listen to them. There's going to be some things drop out of the ceiling. And what's going to happen is these things are going to drop out of the ceiling. You need to put these masks on, and they're giving you the details, and they're giving you, and I'm sitting there, man, I'm listening, and I'm taking this all in. I'm going to be ready, man. If this thing's going down, man, I want to go see Jesus, but not till this time, amen? I want to go be with him. But so I'm listening, and I'm taking this in, and I'm hearing this. I'm like, dude, okay, okay, I got this, I got this. We did this, and we got that. And I was listening. A couple years later, I went to Peru on a mission trip. It's been a while since I've flown. It had been a while since that season had passed. And so I got in the plane. They started going through the spill. Since it had been a while, I want to refresh a course. Amen. I want to refresh a course, make sure I didn't miss anything. So they tell them about the sea, tell them about what's going to happen, drop down, and see what's going to go down, and then I'm ready. So I got on the plane, did my stuff, listened to my deal. But during our trip, and hear this, in seven days, we took six flights. I mean, we was, getting, we was getting some seed in the ground, man. We were taking Jesus, the Word of God, through where we took him up in the jungles, up the rivers, up the Amazon, into different cities of Peru. But what we do, were doing at that time was taking all these flights. Flight one, I was listening. Flight two, I was getting my... It was tape player back then. I didn't have iPods yet. And uh, so I was getting everything ready. I was getting my music on and getting everything in place. And I was listening. And I was, I was listening a little bit. But you know, by, by flight six, flight six, I didn't hear a word she said. Flight six, I thought I was good because I heard flight one. It's the same thing, ain't nothing changed. But you know, it's different in church, man. The Holy Spirit wants to speak something through you and to you. He wants to get something in your heart. And every week we need to come in here and say, man, this is the seed of the word of the living God. We need to hear this. We need to get this inside of us. Instead of just coming in like week six saying, bring me my peanuts. It's what time peanuts serve. Amen. Bring my little coat. Bring my little, because that's what, no. We need to come in here and say, man, this is God's words going forth. And I want to hear this. I want to look at this and see what it says. Because this is what Jesus tells us today. In his parable, in the story, Jesus told this. There's four different types of soul. Soul one is this. It's in verse 12. He says that then that those by the wayside are the ones who hear the devil comes, takes away the word out of their hearts, lest they should believe and be saved. John Calvin said this, and I, I, I copied and pasted this because this is just pretty good. I want you to hear this. He says that he mentions in the first place the barren and uncultivated who do not receive within, receive the seed within because there is no preparation in their hearts. Such persons he compares to a stiff and dry soil, like what we find on a public road which is trodden down and becomes hard like a pavement. I wish that we had not, uh, had not occasion to see so many of this class at the present day who come forward to hear but remain in a state of amazement and acquire no relish for the word and in the end differs very little from the blocks or stones. Need we wonder that they utterly vanish away? I 
That's tough right there. That's hard because in ministry, you know, I see that. Pastor Rav, you've been in this place. You know what I'm talking about. It's tough. You see someone come in, and you see there, there's something there, and it's, and it's like, oh, man, there's, this, this, there's a little bit of excitement. And then you, you're like, oh, man, God's going to use them. I can see that person being a leader one day and God doing something. And then you're like, where does so-and-so go? Man, it just kind of just goes on with the flow, and you wonder, like, man, dude, what happened? Where'd they go? He said it's like those on the waste side comes for if they hear it, but then really deep down, it's another story. Verse 13 says this. He talks about the rock. He says that the ones on the rock are those who, when they hear, receive the word with joy, and these have no root. He who believes, uh, who believe for a while and in time of temptation fall away. Hmm. Listen to the message. It says, the seed is the gravel. The seeds in the gravel are those who hear with enthusiasm, but the enthusiasm doesn't go very deep. It's only another fad. And in the moment there's trouble, it's gone. Dude, are you serious, Pastor? This Jesus can do this for me and he's all this. Are you? Yeah, man, I'm serious, dude. I, I'm preaching. I'm telling them, man. I'm getting together and showing them. Are you? Man, really? This is awesome. I didn't know church could be. I didn't know God could be this way. I didn't know it could be so real. And then something happens. You didn't tell me this part. Yeah, I did. I preached that three weeks ago, but you didn't listen. I was trying to get you ready for when that comes, but you, no, that's part of it. But listen, temptation hits. We go, then it's rough. I know this is hard to hear, but today, listen to me. Jesus said it. That's what I love about being a pastor who preaches God's word. I always blame it on him. Amen. <clears throat> Verse 14, it says this. It says, Now the ones that fell among the thorns are those who, when they have heard, go out and go out and are choked with cares, riches, and pleasures of life and bring no fruit to maturity. The message says they go about their lives worrying about tomorrow, making money and having fun. Does that sound like the modern world we live in today? Does it sound a lot like the modern church we've come to today and we're part of and we see it? Oh, man, I feel it. All right, it's just tough, but it's true. These are today, according to the scripture, I believe these are church people. I don't believe this is the ones who disappear, fall off, and they may come and they're a visitor one time and they fill out a blue card and they, then they go on their way and then they, they decide hey, this, this thing ain't for them. No, this is the day. These are the people who hear this. They're a part of this. They come. They hear the scripture. But you know something? Nothing changes for them. Nothing changes. Some, some people, are, you, we wonder why. Man, why ain't this thing doing something for me? Why ain't something happening? Because the word's being preached. Seeds coming forth from this stage, bro. I'm preaching truth. I bring God's word to you. And then you wonder, why ain't it working for me? Why is it that so-and-so, they got this and they did this and this came up in the ground for them. Why is it not happening for me? Where's your focus at? What, what are you looking at? And what are you allowing to come in? Because, again, if we're worrying about everything, we get in this place of fear, doubt, unbelief, we worry. About, listen to them. That's tough. But these are the things that choke out the seed that God's putting in the ground for you that wants to bring forth fruit in your life. It's tough, but it's true. But the good news is this. There is good ground. You, you can do this. You can come into God's house. Your heart can be open. You can come into this place, and the Word of God it can just get inside your life, and you can see fruit, and things will begin to happen for you if you trust God, stand on His Word. And I love verse 15. It says this, But the ones that fell 
on the good ground are those who, having heard the word with a noble and good heart, keep it and bear fruit with patience. Hallelujah. Yes. <laughs> you know, Jesus is very precise with his stuff. You need, to, you need to pay attention to every detail. Everything that he says, we should really make sure we don't overlook it because, you know, sometimes we could read through that and, and we could say, man, I got good ground and I got good heart and all this kind of stuff. Why ain't this bearing forth fruit in my life? There's a lot of things in that. There are a lot of things in that one verse that we need to hear, we need to understand. That first of all, there has to be a heart issue at work here. Yes. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Oh, man, there has to be this heart thing in place. He said this is good and this noble heart. And then he says it on top of that. And you're like, man, I got that. I'm good, man. I'm ready. I'm ready. But he said this one word that changes everything for us. And this is going to help some of you today wonder why you're where you're at. But no, you don't have to stay there. He says this. He says they will bear fruit with patience. Seriously, weeds pop up overnight. Man, I don't understand that. I, I, that just trips me out. The weeds can grow that good. And I wish it would work the other way around it, but it doesn't. Seriously, I mean, the weeds can grow. You can have them bad boys cut. The next day, there's one that tall. Dude, are you serious, man? I just cut. I didn't miss that, man. I know I didn't miss that. I am serious. I got a spirit of excellence on my grass cutting. I did not miss that. And then that thing comes up, and you got, then you got 15 of them. 25 of them grow, because weeds can grow overnight, man. These things can grow, but sometimes seed takes longer. Yes. True seed. When you get seed in the ground, that stuff will grow. That stuff will last, and seed keeps coming forward. But he said with patience. Listen to what patience is. Patience is steadfastness, constancy, endurance. In the New Testament of characteristics of a man who was uh, uh, served from his deliberate purpose of his loyalty to faith and piety by the, even the greatest trials and sufferings. Listen, patiently, steadfastly, patient, enduring, sustaining perseverance. Hallelujah. That tells me this. That tells me if, if I just keep going, I can get there. That tells me if I don't stop, I can get what God has for me. If I don't quit, if I don't, if I, in the moment it may, the trial may come, in the moment that situation may get ugly, if I just keep moving forward, I can get there. I heard an interview the other day of a, of a marathon runner, and they was asking him, they was like, man, how do you run these great distances? How do you do? How do you run so far? How are you? I mean, you come to this place and you're running these miles and you're miles upon miles and you're training. How do you do this? And I love what he said. I don't think about 26.2 miles. I think about if my feet never stop moving, I can't not finish. Oh, you don't hear me. If my, if my feet just keep moving, I can't not finish. Today, some of you, if you just keep moving, you keep praying, you keep serving, you keep giving, you keep loving. If you keep moving forward, that thing will bear forth fruit in your life if you don't stop. I know you're tired. I get tired. I know you're frustrated because I get there. I know you can get down, you can get out, you can come to this place, but keep your feet moving. Keep moving forward. Keep believing. Keep standing on his word. Keep stopping because, listen to me, it ain't over that he says it's over. Amen. It ain't over that he says it's over. And for some of you today, if you just understand this one word, if you understand patience, things will change for you. If you'd understand today how real this word can be in your life. But what we do a lot of times is this. We look at this. Sometimes we make this again. We make it tough. We make this about us. The parables should not really be called the sower. 
Because really, it's, it's not, it's, it's a parable, it should not be called, a, it should really be called a seed. Or the soul is getting a little bit closer, but really it should be called the parable of the seed. Because the question is this, what are you going to do with the seed? 